We're back, baby. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the uh, Co-Race Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, season two. Season two. For returning listeners, welcome back. Um, we've missed you. And for new listeners, uh, thank you for joining us. We'll do our very best to keep you entertained and provide you with some, uh, well, average fantasy updates to help you win your fantasy football league. At least not come last. Hey, Bill. Bill. It's the first thing I've said. For season two, it's just been rinsed. So, yeah, appreciate that. It's been 209 days since our last recording. How, how have we been since then? I felt every, what's he said, 209? 209. I felt every day of that. It's been a long old time, hasn't it? Yeah, you've been practising, I've heard. So, just, fantasy. Yeah. Or talking. Both. A bit of both. Yeah, no, it's, it's, been, it's been a funny old time for everyone, hasn't it? Particularly uh, busy, as everyone's been saying. Yeah, Nick, you always say you're, you're busy. How have you been? 209 days. You must have done something. I've been busy every day. <laughs> every day of those 209 days, I've been busy. No, in those 209 days, uh, my wife has cooked another baby, um, due imminently as we record. Yep, done lots of DIY to the house, but um, yeah, yeah. team we, team we, no we, days off. Never stop looking at fantasy. Oh my god, we um, having those night shifts when the baby's born that you can yeah. watch all the live games and give us all your yeah. uh, all your fantasy football knowledge. That is one positive of having a baby is that you can stay up for those later nights. Like, I'll take the late shift. Don't worry, no problem. No, I still don't say that. Um, so, as of recording, the 4th of what month are we in now? August. August. Um, fantasy football is nearly upon us. But before we get in that, we've got some new updates. We've got some new technology, haven't we? We've got some new microphones. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Toner for yeah. allowing us to purchase their equipment. Yeah, not a sponsor. Which makes us um, a little bit more professional. Somewhat. <laughs> starting, to, starting to look a bit more professional. We've got a sound recording studio but it looks a bit we can say that's a that's a thing not, not, not you mean, you mean this, this this sound recording no I mean the building we're in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, no, as well as the um, the, the microphones we've actually got a little soundboard now so we can interact with each other well I can interact with you two talking so when Bill gives his hot takes I can give my uh, I can give my reply which is normally going to be a big old fart so <laughs> And we can tell that Dan really likes the soundboard. He's, he's hit three farts. Prepare dances. yourself for lots of farts. The thing is, I'm in charge of the soundboard and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and you're set far enough away that we can't see yeah. what you're like, hovering over, for one. We can't even tell if we're muted. So yeah. I love it. It's brilliant. I've got a few of them, so I'll surprise you throughout the, uh, the podcast. But we should probably get into it, shall we? Recap of last season, Bill. We'll start. We'll start at the most painful part for you. You lost in the championship in the car race last year to. Um, it was me, wasn't it? Well uh, done. Yeah, 178, 165, back to back champion, um, for the first time ever in the history. No, of the not race. for the first time ever. Oh, who was? I've done oh, it. You've also done it. Yes. Oh, wow, fantastic. So that's four championships between us. In the all, last five years. Yeah, all three of us. That's four. four. We're trying to give the new listeners <laughs> an understanding of we're not just chatting absolute shit. So stop having a go at me and tell them where we're at. Shut up. <laughs> so four, four champs in five years? Four championships in five years. Numerous more appearances, appearances in the final. Yeah. I've only missed one final. 
in eight years, seven eight years. years. But I've only won two, so I don't know what yeah. that says. I've been nicknamed the bridesmaid. Um, Rob and the his team Collision Low Crossers beat Crockett's Rockets in the rename bowl, which means Crockett Rockets Matt's team gets renamed again. Um, so we've got to think of a name for Matt. Yeah, just press the button. Yeah, well, we have to take this yeah, button away. That. Yes, not that button. You've got to have other buttons. <laughs> There's loads of other buttons, but no, none. It's the only one that's yeah. been uh, it's tried and tested. Yeah, for the last six times. So we've got to think of a name. So if you've got any suggestions, send them in. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we can name him after the draft this year. He normally makes one cock up. <laughs> yeah, I'd yes. like to see that. I'd like to see that. But how confident are we of one of us bringing home the co-race championship again? Well, I'm not confident. I went, for our um, regular listeners, I went missing for the last two episodes of the last <laughs> podcast. I've been damaged by that loss, so my, uh, my optimism is at all-time low. I'll try to imbue some fancy knowledge, but I'm more confident of one of you two winning it than I am. I'm, well, just, that's what I'm deflated. You can safely say from your last five seasons that you've been doing this that you've got near and near every time. Yeah, but I, I just I can't deal with the crushing disappointment of yeah. getting through to the final again. Well, we've got well. we've got some announcements later on in the podcast that might um, buck buck your ideas up a little bit. Where we, we might be teaming up for a, for a special uh, surprise league, possibly. But we'll yeah. we'll announce that a bit later on. Um, just some, some NFL news. I mean, we're going to get into it more later, but we've got some off-season trades to talk about. Um, there wasn't that many that were mind-blowing, but we've we've got a few, Nick. Yeah, I mean, you, you see Carson Wentz go to the Colts. Um, Colts haven't started the same quarterback for consecutive week one since 2015-2016 season with Andrew Luck. Um it's, it's he's had a bump in offensive yeah, line. It's looking like he's not going to start week one anyway because he snapped his, uh, well, he broke his foot, hasn't he? So yeah, it's, 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 even it's if he's there next year, that's that's going to be going on again. Be someone else, be yeah. Someone else starting. Uh, Stafford to the Rams. Has he moved again? Stafford moved again. Yeah, he was been at the Lions for a while and he's now gone to the Rams and Jared Goff went the other way. Yes, just an right. absolute trade off of nonsense, really. Yeah, the Detroit Lions, I think, are the. Uh, team this year have got the lowest uh, season wins total which is unsurprising but I want to hit some off season trade news Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos didn't happen to me that was in the original <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you like oh no I'm, I spent the whole uh, it looks like he's going to be back in Green Bay doesn't it yeah, but, uh, I spent yeah. all a long time uh, I've got um We've got friends that are Green Bay fans, and I spent a long time saying, oh, "I can't wait for your quarterback to uh, to lead the Broncos." And that didn't happen. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is quite. Uh, I'm not. I'm not unhappy with Teddy Bridgewater in Denver compared to Drew Locke, but Aaron Rodgers to Teddy Bridgewater for me as a Broncos fan. Yeah, is, I was going to say, don't try and compare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I see reports out of camp today actually that Drew Locke's looked really good. So it might not even be Teddy Bridgewater that starts, but you can hope. Arguably the biggest trade, or I thought was probably the biggest trade, was Julio Jones. Yes. Julio Jones, gone from the Falcons. Yeah. To the Titans. Which makes their offence look mighty uh, fine. 
Yeah, it's like um, the new Space Jam's out, isn't it? They're like yeah. the like the, is it the Monstars. Yeah, the Monstars. They're the size of them. You got who? You got Julio, uh, arguably uh, wide receiver one. AJ Brown. That's a one A one B, surely. Yeah, yeah. And Derek and Derek came and Derek came on the ground. So yeah. one of those guys is getting doubled, or they're going to swap coverage on those guys. On the, on yeah, the that's interesting because which leaves a big hole for Derek Henry. Derek Henry, yeah, and and even if it's the other way, Derek, there's been a run first defense, a run first offense yep. mostly, and then they're going to be one on one against Julio and and your best. Looking forward to seeing that offense this year. Yeah, and then just some more off season nude. Did you see um, off season nude? Oh, you oh, said cool. you're right? <laughs> Have you seen uh, Odell Beckham's new team? I saw them on Twitter, I think it was yesterday. This is coming from a guy who wore a $200,000 Richard Mille watch during a game. Yeah. And now he's got $1.8 million worth of diamonds. Yeah, 13 carat, carat diamonds. On um, each of his... Yeah. Oh, this is getting into dentistry now. Incisors, <laughs> these teeth. The canine ones. The canine ones. The, yeah. Those ones, he's got, he's got some... Uh, How much money do you have to earn to spend... 1.8 million on diamond teeth. You've seen some of the shit I've bought over the years. Yeah. So not that much. <laughs> if I was earning 1.9 million quid a year. When I put this into the dock, I didn't know who was more likely to get diamond teeth, you or Nick. You've both yeah. had some outrageous purchases before. I would say Nick. Nick had the like red hair for a time, didn't you? Yeah. Blonde hair uh, for a while. I'll admit it live to you. I've I've wanted a um, gold tooth for quite some time. <laughs> I've not been allowed one. I want one of these as a gold tooth. Oh, your ears, like your Pirate your style. Pierce, wouldn't they, for a time? You've got tattoos up and down your I think it would be Nick. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe next season. If you win, maybe you can celebrate with a... a, a Diamond car- tooth. A yeah, couple of gold, a couple of sort of fool's gold and uh, cubic zirconias from Argos. We could chip in for that, 35 quid. You can, you can buy that gold um, foil that you use for food. Just with some cubic zirconias. It's yeah, quite, it's quite different from the one point eight million for Jazzle gems <laughs> and playing and playing like when he gets levelled out by sort of is it uh, someone like Jalen Ramsey yeah. smacks him in the mouth. That's uh, I just find it strange how like he hasn't had a great two or three years, has he? And, and he's gone and done that like just I don't know like practice. Catching, he's having fun, yeah. spending his money. Anyway, before we get too deep into the teeth, should we move on to some rookies? Yes. <laughs> Right, luckily for you two, I've done some rookie research. You have on and some, so kind. some old school printout. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I printed it out for your uh, your sake, but um, I feel like this is going to be a tough segment to say. I feel like we messed up last year on and ended up saying Wookie quite a lot. Yeah, Wookie recaps. Yeah, Wookie recaps. But um, so rookie <laughs> rookie running backs t- tend to do a lot better than rookie wide receivers. Last year, Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, and Clyde edwards helaire all finished within running back 24. So they're 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 very useful for your fantasy team, one or two uh, in in the position. Whereas the wide receivers, it was only Justin Jefferson and Chase Claypool that managed to finish within that same bracket. Um, you did have T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Brown that finished just outside. Um, but it seems to me that if you have a look at these rookies that are coming through, you can actually get some fantasy value from them. Um, it's a bit of a gamble you don't know how they're going to go you don't know how they're going to react from the college game but there's going to be a few we've picked out a few here that on my 
print out, as you've already said, um, that might interest you. Well, very quickly, going back to you say Justin Jefferson, there was only two of them, but Justin Jefferson was a cheat code for yeah. a few weeks. Justin Jefferson finished wide receiver six last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the running backs I said, Jonathan Taylor running back six, James Robinson, who, who probably went undrafted in some leagues, yeah. uh, finished running back seven. Antonio Gibson, who we did mention on the podcast last year, running back 13. DeAndre Swift for the Lions, but we've mentioned that are going to be rubbish, running back 18. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's probably... Pegged to be the best. Pegged to be the yeah. best. Um, running back 22, wasn't used as much. I remember week one, he had he had a really good week one. And then it was sort of... Um, you, you look at those finishes there as well. Justin Jefferson's definitely an outlier. He wide receiver six, the next yeah. nearest rookie wide receiver twenty one, whereas running back six, seven, thirteen, eighteen, yeah. just proves their reliability. Proves so reliability. Jefferson was a cheat code. I don't know yeah. how he, how he did so well. Yeah. So some running backs coming out of the draft. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you, how you pronounce this one. Najee, Najee Harris. Najee, Harris. Najee Harris. Um, drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers, notorious for having a three down back. Levon Bell over the years that was a like you say a cheat, a cheat code for for the majority until of his I time drafted there. him <laughs> until we drafted him and he didn't play he didn't play the whole season um, and then James Connor for a period before his injury hit no, career he was now he's now at the Cardinals which you didn't mention but soft will he yeah um, Harris twenty six rushing touchdowns in in his uh, last college year three hundred touches someone that's probably gonna He's been drafted to be that three down back and has got the ability to do it. Um, we've got a note here that the Steelers' offensive line has got questions on it, um, but could be a late first rounder, second rounder possibly for for. Yeah, our, I've our seen guys. him going early for a rookie. Yeah, but I think the value's there. Um, moving on to Travis Etienne, that's got. Yeah, so Travis Etienne is. People said that he was drafted so that they got Lawrence. Yeah. Like, and, if I'm coming, bring my mate. Yeah. And obviously James Robinson was yeah. at, is at the Jags as well. So they're going to be competing for touches. James Robinson is proven. Yeah, but they spent a high draft pick on, on our mate Travis. So the likelihood is he's going to get, he's going to get some time. James Robinson... Uh, yeah, like we said, finished running back seven, averaged 18 fantasy yeah. points a game, which is mad. You had him, didn't you, Nick, last year? James look, Robinson, yeah. yeah. You've got the cool link, though, between Lawrence and Etienne that they can just plug in and play. Yeah, He's not really got to work too much on that running back play if Etienne is the starter. Yeah, and, and the likelihood is you can, you can draft uh, Etienne much, much later than you'd say with uh, Harris, yeah. based on the fact that he... We don't know who's going to have the backfield. It might be I'm, mixed. I would assume at that draft position that he's going to be the RB1 unless he's beaten out of the spot. You'd assume You'd so. assume. I mean, um, Harris, um, what's it? Was the, uh, James Robinson even was the only shining light in mm-hmm. the Jags yeah. season yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, and it does prove that you can have a fantasy reliable player mm. on a turd team. There were two, there, those two guys are fairly. You can get some value there out of those two if, if you're scrambling for running backs. Yeah, um, early. Yeah, one. Has more. it been one. ten minutes since I've spoken about the Broncos? Sorry. Well, uh, we can speak about the Broncos now. Okay. Like. Right. Uh, Javante Williams, running back now for the Denver Broncos. The Broncos actually traded up 
to get Williams. I don't know how you felt about that. Uh, bad, <laughs> because <laughs> all of our trade-ups are pretty useless. He went in the second round, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't like Melvin Gordon, though. I loved him at the Chargers when he was a uh, when he was a rivals running back. He comes to the Broncos, and I don't particularly like him. So I'm excited to see how Williams gets on. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I heard this today. I'm not some stat man, but Melvin yeah. Gordon actually averaged 4.5 yards a carry mm-hmm. last year, yeah. and scored multiple touchdowns. Yeah. So he actually had a really good year. Mm-hmm. Philip Lindsay's gone uh, yeah, to the Texans. Texans. Which I think I've say, say that you've seen it literally today, yesterday. Sorry that the news out of training camp is that Gordon's looking like the star. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon's Number looking Gordon's like the star. Be Again, you might get some some sort of value. Yeah, yeah. value if, if you're drafting to Hunter Williams later on. Because then, he was good. Yeah. He was good in college. Yeah, he, I think he scored wait, well, it was like one thousand one hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. Seven mm-hmm. yards a carry. Seven yards a carry, yeah. So. Which is exactly what you want from your running back. So it could like we said, for fantasy relevance, it could be some good value there. If Gordon is, he's, he's aging, isn't he? Yeah. He's not. He's got one year left for his contract. Yeah. So I wonder if Javante Williams, after a few few weeks, will take will take some snaps off him, okay. and eventually by the end of the season, you, you never know. Hopefully, for anyone that drafts him, that that's what happens. Um, talking about uh, James Robinson earlier, running backs for crap teams. Uh, Michael Carter drafted to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we say he, he's going to be the only guy there. Yeah. They don't have any back. They've got Tevin Coleman that's there. That's there. Um, Ty Johnson, I think, is there. Ty Johnson? Yeah. Remember how good he was for like <laughs> three weeks in four years? Yeah, so the likelihood is he's going to get the majority of the work. You've seen three down backs. They're, they're yeah. not doing good teams, but they're going to get going to get you some fantasy points. Could potentially be another James Robinson situation exactly. where the entire offence has to go through him. Yeah. Um, to the volume outweighs the fact he's on a shit team yeah uh, uh, another running back Trey Sermon for the 49ers um, the 49ers seem to be one of these teams that have 100 running backs throughout the year <laughs> mm. the likely it is he starts the season injured like the rest of them um, they won't, the Niners won't have Jess, um, Jeff Wilson for several months because he's injured so he'll um, go without his 300 yard game once yeah so he'll come back get this 300 yard game get injured again yeah um uh, but he's going to be behind uh, Ray most at the very least. Not if, rookie if related, but uh, talking to 49ers, I saw that they've got the easiest route for receivers across the whole of the NFL. Brandon Ayuk coming off quite let's say, a modest rookie season. Uh, could be in for some decent numbers. Yeah, finished wide receiver 32 last year, so he's like I said, just outside that wide receiver 2. And his schedule looks... It, according to the NFL, is the easiest for wide receivers, so we'll see how that goes. So hopefully, although they were missing um, Kittle for a long period mm-hmm. last year, so yeah. probably received more. But second season, part of the what I was looking at with the receivers is the first year they don't do great, but they do have this second year. Yeah, there seems to be a second year surge. Surge. It's been five minutes somewhat. since we spoke about the Broncos. Jerry Judy <laughs> is said to be um, on for a breakout <laughs> season, depending. I think that might have been when uh, Aaron Rodgers was coming. Oh, right, yeah. You know. So he's gone. He's gone back. Just finish, finish another swig of my beer. <laughs> Drown my sorrows. Drown your sorrows in the Broncos. Um, we'll touch on the wide receivers. We won't go into them as much because they're probably not as fancy relevant. Uh, Devonta Smith for the Eagles. Jamar Chase for the Bengals. Linking back up with Joe Burrow, who's started 
pre-season. No, mm-hmm. fully fit. Uh, Jaden Waddle, who's not fully fit. Uh, <laughs> Good time to yeah, pick, he's a, still, uh, pick the receiver up. Yeah, he's still uh, injured from the ankle injury that he tried to come back in the championship <laughs> game and ended up limping off again. So, oh well, drown my drown, drown my sorrows. sorrows. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably about it for wide receivers, really. Oh, Rashad Bateman for the Ravens, but I mean, like you say, he's catching passes from Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Uh, Devonta Smith, like Devonta Smith was supposed yeah. to be like the the premier receiver out of in the draft this year, and he's sort of. Say, like you say, uh, rookie wide receivers never seem to uh, flash unless there's a standout. One of them's probably going to be the next Justin Jefferson for the season, but it's finding him. Yeah, you're you're picking one in five. Where are these running backs? All of those are probably going to be on teams, and two yeah. two of the six or whatever are probably going to going to get in that running back one two. Yeah. And they're not running against a cornerback and a safety that didn't get drafted. Yeah, exactly. playing for like some. Dead and then one other uh, chap. I can see Nick to mention itching to say his name. Yeah, Nick's Nick's so mentioned him a few times. Just uh, Carl Pitts. Yeah, uh, Pitt. for the Falcons. Wingspan pits. Yeah, you just you've got to, he's got to be the most fantasy relevant rookie, purely based on the lack of talent at tight end. Well, yeah, you see it, don't you? We did it last year. You get Kelsey goes, Kittle goes, maybe Waller goes, and then in the sixth round, I'm picking up Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, but then like you say in the sixth round, but. There's a massive gap. Yeah. People are picking tight ends in like the eleventh, twelfth round because there's nobody else good enough. Yeah, no the tier gap is, is. But you, Pitts, you've got like a ready-made guy that can. Yeah, there's that a won't big be, gap. It's not going to be, be Kittle, is it? It's not going to be Kelsey. But after that, you're looking, you're looking sort of towards him and maybe Waller at the same time. I don't know. It's interesting to see where he'll be drafted in our fantasy leagues. Yeah. Because it's going to be after the three you mentioned. Yeah. But then, are people going to wait till the eighth round to draft him where they can draft like Hawkinson? And I think you'll get, yeah, after the, <clears throat> excuse me, after the big three, you're looking at TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews. Mm. He'll fall within those. And then next pits, it'll be one of those three that goes it's second. Obviously, Julio's left. Yeah. Matt Ryan's still there too. So, yeah. He's got a bigger sort of. Julio Jones that plays more inside. So yeah. I think he'll get volume. I so think he'll get some nice targets from Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt if he starts to fall, especially in our draft, in any draft, I think if he starts to fall, that's where your value can be found. Yeah. If you forget or you just don't. It's such a hard position to draft as well because you, you only get one on a roster. Yeah. It does make such a position. If you've got Kit or if you've got Waller, in my case last year, you know, the one tight end versus one tight end. They're just as likely that your guy scores none as Waller scores thirty. Yeah. Yeah. The the top three are beating the remaining yeah. twenty nine. And that's all down to how you choose to um to to draft. Um so we'll move on. We've got we've got a big announcement to make and I'm gonna use one of my new buttons. Not the fat one. No, not the fat one. Um I'm gonna use this button. I love that. It makes me want to stand to attention. Please tell me it's not Mega Team. <laughs> no, it's not Mega Team. Mega Team's in the bin. 
Mega Team's in the bin. Mega Team was such a good idea, but it was just so shit. <laughs> Extremely poorly executed. <laughs> it was not so Mega Team. Um, we've got a new league. Um, Bill spent the entire off-season and some of last season crying because he wasn't very good at fantasy. So what me and Nick decided to do is take him under our wing. And hopefully play against guys who don't take it as seriously as we do. Mm. <laughs> that we will romp home to victory and I will have one third of a championship ring. Or one that I could take on weekends or to like family. Occasions. Yeah, like a dog. Yeah. Or a child. Or a baby in a messy divorce. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we've got a listener league. Um, firstly, thank you to the NFL Cards UK Traders Group on um, Facebook who allowed us to use their platform to gain some interest in the um, in the league. Um, so welcome to those who've already joined. Thank you for signing up. For anyone that might be interested in joining a league with such stature, with us spearheading it. I can't even keep straight face saying that. Um, the draft's going to be on the 31st of August at uh, 1900. So just drop us a line using our podcast email address, which is curryracepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram or Twitter, at curryracepod. Yeah. Just to make it a bit less easy to find us, we have two different versions of the versions Like I say, we've, we've had some people already joined the league um, from the Facebook group that we put out um, so just just give us an email uh, a little bit of background about yourselves your name who you support something like that um, yeah. we've got a few first timers that are playing we've got a few guys that fancy themselves um, and that's just Nick <laughs> <laughs> we've got no, we'll say we've got first timers we've got geezers that, that have played for eight years another Broncos fan Bill can you introduce a couple of them yeah, as long as you be nice, because we don't know them yet. No. Um, we've got oh, Zach, Zach, Luke, Steve, Alex, Carl, and Ben. So, welcome along, guys. Um, I'm we sure we'll hate them. every single one of you by the time the season's over. Yes. <laughs> Is it too early to shout out to her in the pink? Oh, the team name. Steve. The team name. Yes. If, if you're out there, whoever you are, it tour was, in the it pink. Was Steve. Yeah. Steve. Steve's team name, tour in the pink. Which I like it. Yeah, Dan, like. how long did it take you to get that? I still don't quite understand it. Oh, I'll tell oh, you after. Come on, no, not doing yeah. Was it tour in the pink? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, you can't just set yourself like these. I believe you find I can. No, yeah, you do. Uh, so sound. yeah, Bill's going to take us away with just the league rules. Um. Which he's not prepared for, apparently. Yeah. My phone's run out of battery. Oh, his phone's run out of battery, okay. <laughs> also, while you're just passing the details over to Bill, <laughs> yeah. uh, names under our team name, Nick and Daniel. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the team managers. What? Well, well, you, you, signed signed up. Up. you haven't signed up. You've been sent the email. Your phone probably ran out of battery. It's actually not run out of battery, just frozen. Oh. Well, anyway... Tell us the uh, the league rules, the format, please, if you don't. Who sent me a picture of their Billy? Rules are twelve team league. We are hoping for a few more people to join up. Yeah. So Dan's call to arms will hopefully be answered once this episode goes out. So we've got plenty of time. Uh, snake draft, which is something foreign to us at the Curry Race. We do we don't do snake in. 
the co race no, we've been going for. We do for linear, a and it's only eight teams, so. So, Stank Draft, which will be something foreign for us all, but hopefully uh, allows it to be, uh, I suppose, slightly fairer for the first ever time we've, uh, we've <laughs> run the league. It is PPR, so hopefully guys that are listening to the pod know what PPR is. And for the, for the first, first time players, PPR is? Points per reception. Ka-ching. So, you, um, you want a guy with, uh, with high volume, you'd think. Stop like, giving them advice. Guys. Just uh, <laughs> downfield threats. Uh, it is set up in the same way as the Curry race has been in terms of your personnel for your um, team. But it's uh, it's one one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, one kicker. We all know how important they are, and one defense. Uh, we all know how important they are as well. So. Uh, a, uh, a roster, and I, I don't know bench spots, probably five. Here's five, yeah, the, the standard five. Like I say, draft is 31st of August, 7pm. Um, We're actually going to be recording a podcast during the draft, so you'll hear our live reactions to some of the uh, reaches and some of the terrible picks. We'll be drafting together as one team, which we probably haven't made clear, but we will be one team. So throughout the year, you'll be able to hear our waiver thoughts for... The, I think we've called ourselves the podcasters, haven't we? Yes. Um, so our thoughts on waivers, our thoughts on trades, and hopefully get some difference of opinions and maybe some arguments and yeah. tears. Plenty um, of tears. I um, if you are on Instagram, we probably will film certain segments of it mm. live on Instagram at uh, at Curry Race Pod again. Uh, that will be to I will put up a video at least a live of one of us doing the. Uh, the randomizer to yeah. get the draft, uh, the draft order. Um, I do want to say now that I can fix it and we'll be first. I haven't <laughs> fixed it, and if we are now first, it looks terrible. But uh, that's what I'm going to do. I can life. fix it. I won't, but I can. But I might. Yeah, but we won't. But you can never that. prove it. Well, um, thank you, Bill. And um, we'll move on. Right, um, with the new league, we've got, we've got some new segments, we've got some new games. We always like to play some games. They're normally based on um, opinions, and this one is no different. Um, all season, guys, you'll be pleased to know I'm going to be putting you two to the test in a Nick versus Bill type game. We've renamed it Judging Me, Judging You, and I'm hoping... That by the next time we play this in a few weeks' time, I'm going to have a nice little button to press and it will have a nice little jingle. But Can you, for now, just sing the jingle? Judging me, judging you. Ah. Uh, and you're going to laugh, but that, that, that's how the song goes. The song goes, ah. Uh. It does. Thank you. It's a well known one. Um, and with drafts coming up, um, some people actually have a draft to pick their draft position. You know that? Yeah. So they'll randomise a draft and then whoever's first picks where they want to draft from. So what I want to know is, for those people, what is the best position to pick? Is it 4th or is it 11th? Um, so one of you is going to argue for 4th, one of you is going to argue for 11th. I believe we've already decided who's going to argue what position. We have, yeah. I'm going to strongly argue 11th. Oh, good. <laughs> Are you going to argue it like that as well? It's hard to do. So, so. who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. 
Nick, Sorry. arguing the position of fourth is better than eleventh. He's just put out a bloody bible of his arguments, and Bill's face has dropped. Well, no, this is just a just an A4 sheet, double sided, from my second draft of research I did today. <laughs> okay, when you're ready, good sir. Thank you. Um, for clarity, this is based on a 12-team snake draft. Yes, correct. Yes, oh yeah. I thought that was part of your speech. <laughs> That's just the title on the paper. Yeah. Uh, right, number four. So four is lower in numbers than 11. Two fours plus a couple more gets 11, so you're almost twice as good. <laughs> twice as likely to get... No, forget that. Yeah. So <clears throat> the overall selections, you're looking at four... 21, 28, 45, 52, and so on. I didn't really go much further than that. That's as high as you um, go. <clears throat> um, number four, great position to be in, especially for the first round, because um, you guaranteed one of the elite four running backs. You're always you're going to look for running backs in those first eight to ten spots till you start looking at the likes of Kelsey and the, the wide receivers. Um, so... Generally, number one overall, Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to, unless you're very lucky, get him. Hmm. But then you're looking at a choice between Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, um, which you should be happy to take any of those three guys. You're looking at 20-point PPR potential week in, week out throughout the season. That's just an easy choice. You haven't really got to think too much about that, lock any of them in. Um, After the fourth spot, the tier in running back seems to break. Um, you're looking at sort of Zeke, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and then obviously further back from that, it starts to get a bit squiffy. Um, they did a few mocks today um, from four. Um, looks you like you can afford to start with two running backs. Um, I frequently got Derek Henry or Alvin Kamara, and then a few times landed Mixon in my second spot. I'd be absolutely stoked with Mixon as an RB2, even in our eight-team league, I think. Yeah. Um, once it hit the third round, so 28th overall, every draft I did, Darren Waller was there. So, snap him up. So you're, um, you're going to start running back, running back, Darren Waller, and then get yeah, your Yeah, I, I, get I your think receivers. that you can find so much more value in wide receivers in the later rounds. Um, you can't pass on Darren Waller's value there. Um, every now and then in the drafts, more running backs were taken from my first to my second pick. So I get a circa top 10 receiver, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, as you, if you go running back receiver. Oh, Terry um, McLaurin. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a name. Yeah, like, just Excuse me, silence, oh, silence. Sorry. Well, I'm just trying to rattle it. Yeah. Right. Have you got a closing now. argument, Nick? Oh my god! Oh my god! It's got eight pages. I love it. I told you, it's A4 double-sided. <laughs> yeah, closing. It looks like primary school homework. <laughs> now I'm trying. <laughs> you, so you're, you're saying, putting pressure on me. Now. I'm putting pressure on you. The podcast isn't four hours long. You've got more notes there than we've read, read so far. Oh, I've wasted my time, have I? I won't waste <laughs> yours. Yeah, number four is a great spot to draft from. It allows you to get some great talent early, and you haven't got to compromise using those first, second-round picks looking at taking a tight end or a quarterback okay. super early. 
See, that is the best thing you've said. Your closing argument was fantastic. Excuse me, can you stop looking at his notes? You can read that if you want. You swapped great, you swapped good for great. I was going to rinse you for that. You've written, number four is a good draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> and you changed it to great. So Did you get I'm your little annoyed. boy to write that bit? I'm just trying to wrap you in. You get one of those. You get one of those. This is awful because I'm supposed to be doing this. Yeah, it's a good job. So I mean, this, this applause goes on for yeah, a while, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm supposed to be quite good at Bill this. Bill arguing the 11th, 11th spot in a 12-team snake draft. Go. Right, so I imagine you're in the second year. It likely means you've done terribly. <laughs> no, it means you've done quite well, right? Quite well, yeah. So that's a positive. <laughs> Surprisingly, 11, you probably lost in the bowl game. But you got there, and I'm accustomed to that. So, okay, that's so the that's first bit. You've got, you may have a ring from last year, depending on how the rules are. So, congratulations. Unlikely. Congratulations on that. Um, now, Nick used the word elite, and the difficulty with drafting 11 is that you're probably not going to get, and you might not think you're going to get an elite player so your, but, well, your argument for drafting 11th is that you won't get an elite but I said but so the mocks that Nick ran and if we're doing it based on how the Curry race has uh, has drafted before everyone's whizzing through like the first at least six seven picks picking running backs so the elite running backs have gone and some of the very good running backs have gone you might then and this is where the but comes in you're into elite wide receiver territory, which we've seen over many years before. You've got like Mike Thomas levels of uh, of point scoring, and there's your elite receivers that you can mop up with in spots eleven. I was going to say ten through to twelve. But so Nick ran the mock. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> T. Um, Spot 11 in the second one he ran, there was a huge run on receivers. There was a tight end picked up at 8. Tyreek Hill picked up at 9. Your first elite receiver goes at 9. Somebody then might choose to take a running back a la Nick Chubb at 10. And then you've got a um, your pick of the elite receivers so you can actually stack up quite well on, on volume guys and wide receiver ones there. So we had in this one Devontae Adams at 11, and then at 14, DeAndre Hopkins. And that's that's where you're getting, um, I suppose, good wide receiver value, rather than if you were to pick at 4th, 5th, and 6th, for example. The very, very, the best elite receivers are going 1, 2, and 3, uh, running backs are going 1, 2, and 3. So you are actually getting elite receivers at that final Little curl. I never really looked after round three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight. They don't really matter to me, unfortunately. But what I'm saying is, drafting at eleven isn't actually as hard as it as hard as it looks. Because you can kind of on that second pass round at the end of the the table, if you will, you can be influenced by perhaps people reaching for I don't know a quarterback in the third round. You can then start to mop up towards the end and get the second best quarterback if that makes sense so you can see what's kind of going ahead going ahead of you with the other positions and kind of take picks after that to get maybe like I don't know the second or third best of that position 
It's hard to argue for 11. It's hard to I argue was... for 11. It, it was a pretty um, one-sided beginning, isn't it? I mean, you'd, ra- you'd rather draft at... I would rather draft at four. <laughs> I would rather draft at four. Because look... you're getting exactly who you want very early that you can build your team yeah. around. At 11, if you're picking two receivers, you've then got a scramble for running backs in the third round. Yeah, I think the one of the things about drafting 11th is that I feel like sometimes, like you said, you can actually be influenced and it takes that decision away from you. Mm-hmm. And also, the best thing about 11 is you've only got two picks till your next go. Yeah. So you can actually pick someone based on the fact you know who you're going to get in your next pick. Yeah, so for, for example, on that one that I said that uh, Devontae Adams goes at 11, Team 12 at that one picked DK Metcalf, then they picked Aaron Jones, then they picked it, uh, then 11 then went back and picked DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So those three guys, you, you wouldn't mind any of those on your team, and you're not like directly shitting yourself as you would be at four, thinking actually... I wouldn't have minded DK Metcalf. I wish he would fall all the way back to whatever that number would be in the second round for, for four. Yeah, and I think the main thing is it doesn't really matter where you draft, does it? Because it is all equal somewhat. You're still yeah. going to have to make have to make decisions on do I go running back, do I go wide yeah. receiver, do I go early on at quarterback, do I wait till the very end and then take my tight end? We have, or I have, very personal experience of taking Le'Veon Bell at like three, didn't play. I then have experience of taking Michael Thomas at five, played like two games. And I think I took Joe Mixon at like, I don't know, 13, didn't play. So, (laughs) that is the thing about getting, like you said, one of these elite running backs is that it's actually the running back position that is more injured than any. Yeah, I you know, got stung last year by Barkley in one yeah. of my legs. Chris, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He, he didn't even play a full season last year. He was yeah. in and out. You know, yeah. McCaffrey, Barkley, Dalvin Cook always misses time. Derek Henry, surely a man, a man of that stature that, that carries that many, the ball that many times is going to break down at some point. Zeke, always injured. Barkley, always injured. Eckler. <laughs> Chubb has just signed his new contract. The likelihood is now he's going to get injured. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. You could argue that picking your wide receivers is safer. And the problem is, is that the running back depth is so it falls off a cliff after the fifth round, and then you've got you've got no one. But anyway, good argument for both of you. I'm not going to judge a winner because it was the first time. Yeah. I think next time we do it, I'm going to make you do it in a time limit. I'm not going to tell you the time limit until the day. Okay. So. It will be a, you'll have to plan your argument and then you'll have to, you've you got 30 seconds to yeah, it. Right. And we'll actually get some uh, some special guest judges on to, to, pick, it, to, pick, to pick the winners. So we'll just finish up. Um, next week we're going to do a mock draft, or at least the first three or four, maybe five rounds, depending on how long it takes, yeah. together as a team in preparation for our Listener League, which again is on the 31st of August, 7 o'clock p.m. Um, if you're interested in, in joining, you don't have to be a an expert like Bill or, or an amateur like Nick. Uh, you can you can join. Just give us a, a an email, coracepodcast at uh, gmail dot com. Just pop your name, a team you support, any information that might make you uh, stand out. Yeah. 
and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get you an invite into the, into the league. So thanks again for listening. Um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to be doing these again. You boys owe me a curry. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. looking forward to. But it looks like you don't need it. Yeah, we'll uh we'll see you next week then I suppose. Yeah, for sure. And for one last time. Goodbye. Goodbye.